Hi, everyone. This is Keith Dryan, the Edmonton Journal's legislature columnist, and you are listening to the second episode of the Press Gallery interview. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review if you like what you heard. Thanks very much. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second edition of the Press Gallery interview. It is Wednesday, October 24th, and with us today is Alberta's Advanced Education Minister, Marlon Schmidt. Welcome. Hi, Keith. Good to be with you this morning. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, I have a lot I want to uh, talk with you about, but first of all, uh, I hear that you have a hidden talent. Maybe people don't know about this. You, you play an instrument. What do you play? Uh, I play the accordion. You play the accordion. Now, how did you get into playing the accordion? Well, you know, uh, I, I got into it in high school. Uh, uh, when I was in high school, I wasn't exactly a hit with the ladies, and I wanted something to make me stand out, and I thought the accordion would be the thing. Uh, you'd be surprised to know that uh, it, it wasn't as successful as I no? <laughs> thought oh. it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you, do you ever bring this out? Do you ever play at uh, party events or? Uh... You know, only when I'm looking to punish people. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's more of a thing that I do for my own enjoyment at home. I, I used to be part of a, an accordion orchestra. We would go around to uh, seniors' homes and that kind of thing to uh, to, to play. Um, but unfortunately, in this job, I don't have a lot of time for that anymore, and uh, so that's kind of fallen by the wayside. Okay, okay, yeah, no, fair enough. I remember going to some uh, progressive conservative conventions in the past, and they would often have a talent show among the MLAs. My favorite was Dave Hancock and Ted Morton singing Kumbaya together in front of the crowd, <laughs> which which got a big laugh. So I think an, a, an accordion performance from Marlon Schmidt at one of these conventions might actually be a fun thing. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Just putting that idea in your head. But, uh, well, hopefully people forget that idea as quickly as possible. <laughs> Well, if you did want to consider it, your first opportunity may come this weekend. The right. NDP is holding its convention in Edmonton here. Uh, there is uh, a lot to a lot on the agenda. What what are uh, what are the priorities that, that you need to accomplish this weekend? Yeah, well, uh, our our party is coming together, of course, to uh, set the course for the next election and set out our vision for uh, what we think Alberta should be like in the future. Uh, so what does that mean? Uh, it means we're going to be talking about strengthening the health care system, strengthening our education system, uh, making it, continuing to make Alberta an inclusive place by protecting uh, uh, minorities, uh, gender minorities, uh, de- dealing with anti-racism issues, uh, and expanding child care and, and those kinds of things that uh, we've been working on to make life better for families here in Alberta. There are about uh, 90 or 95, uh, I think, policy resolutions mm-hmm. on the books right now, which is, which is a lot. In your mind, is uh, the agenda in terms of policy, is it to try and, and add to what you've already done, maybe offer something new to Albertans, or is it more just kind of about tweaking the record that you already have in government? Well, it's both. Uh, you know, it's no secret that New Democrats are fond of talking about policy, and that's why uh, we have 95 policy uh, resolutions on the books, uh, and certainly it will it will both expand on what we've already accomplished as government and also bring some new ideas forward to, uh, to uh, take to Albertans in the election next year. Are, are there any of those policy resolutions from an advanced education perspective that, uh, that you want to see go forward or that you are just interested in a discussion about? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear from party members about what they think is important. Uh, certainly, uh, advanced education is, uh, is going to be one of the things on the agenda. 
but it's going to be uh, interesting to hear what the what, what the party members' priorities are going to be this weekend. Okay. In terms of uh, looking forward to the next election, obviously this is an important convention, kind of setting the agenda, as you said, into 2019. What What is your mindset at this point going into the next election? Are people nervous? Are they excited? How confident are you that you can pull this out, even though the polls would say that you're you're well behind at this point? Yeah, our, our, our party is excited about the future. Uh, we're certainly united behind uh, Rachel Notley's leadership. Uh, and we're looking forward to uh, having the discussion with Albertans about what the future of Alberta l- will be after 2019. Uh, certainly, I think we've done a lot to make life better for Albertans. Uh, we will be proposing to expand on that work uh, significantly. And, you know, our main opponents, Jason Kenney and the UCP, uh, haven't really clearly set out a platform to Albertans. I mean, they're happy to talk about their platform in closed-door meetings with uh, the Motor Dealers Association, but they haven't yet uh, publicly revealed their platform. Uh, But we think that they want to take Alberta backwards. Uh, 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 Budget cuts uh, in areas like healthcare and education that are important to Albertans so that they can fund a, a $700 million tax giveaway to the richest people in the province. Uh, there is a stark difference in our vision for the future of Alberta, and it will be uh, very interesting to have that discussion with Albertans about which future they want to choose. Do you think that is that going to be the main strategy for the NDP is to basically say the opponents are scary, they're going to take our province backwards? Or, or is there something that you can sell to Albertans? You know, the carbon tax, for example, not super popular in parts of the province right now. The economy is struggling in parts of the province in Calgary and so on. How do you overcome those those drawbacks and, and sell Albertans on a pro-NDP approach, that, that you do actually have the right approach, as opposed to just Jason Kenney is in the wrong here? Well, I, I, we, we have to do both things, right? We have to present our vision. Uh, so our vision for economic diversification, uh, what we've done to help strengthen the uh, energy sector as far as advocating for Trans Mountain Pipeline, uh, diversifying the energy sector in terms of uh, getting value-added projects up and running, uh, in uh, other things in terms of economic diversification outside of the oil and gas sector. So right now, um, in advanced education, we're talking about uh, expanding technology-related education seats to spur growth in the t- in the high tech sector here in Alberta. Uh, you know the, the 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 flip side of the carbon tax is that money is being invested in things that are incredibly popular: uh, wind energy, solar energy, energy efficiency measures in homes. Uh, all of those programs have been oversubscribed from the the, the day they were announced. Uh, public transit options that, that will be funded through the carbon uh, levy. Um, those things are incredibly popular, and so it's uh, we have to remind people that uh, that the things that we're doing uh, broadly align with what Albertans see their future being, and 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 make sure that they know that those things are at stake uh, if they choose Jason Kenney and the UCP. One of the things uh, your portfolio has been working on uh, that may have an impact on the election, certainly the student vote anyway, is uh, tuition and mm-hmm. what you plan to do with tuition. Uh, for background, uh, there's been three years of tuition freezes in Alberta, which students have been appreciative of, but they now also want some clarity going forward on what, what the plan's going to be. Um, you've been doing a tuition review. I think it's taken a little longer than you, you hoped. What, what's been the delay there? So we engaged in extensive consultation with uh, all the stakeholders in the post-secondary sector uh, to talk about the future of tuition once the tuition freeze ends. Uh, And uh, 
it's no secret that public consultation takes time. And then once we've completed the public consultation, we have to collect all of the in input that we received uh, and make sure that we come up with the best decision. All of this work uh, takes a lot of time and we have to weigh the implications of all of the options that are available to us uh, to come up with a decision that aligns with what Albertans are expecting and aligns with uh, uh, our, our, our uh, intent to keep higher education affordable and accessible for the people of Alberta. And my understanding is we will see legislation this fall? Absolutely. Uh, okay, yep. and that will outline the plan going it, forward? It, it will. So it will outline the plan for tuition uh, once the freeze has ended. Right. Okay. Uh, the Alberta Party had a, its convention last weekend. Uh, they uh, passed a resolution on post-secondary, uh, which included a couple of things. They, uh, they decided on a, a cap to tuition that would be linked to uh, the Consumer Price Index uh, for both domestic and international students. Mm -hmm. Right now, there is no cap on international fees, as, as, as far as I'm aware, from your government. What do you think of that idea of future tuition increases for both domestic and international students being linked to CPI? Right. So what we've heard from students, both domestic and international, is that there are two things that are really important keeping the price of higher education affordable and making sure that students uh, have some reasonable degree of predictability around the total cost of their education when they get started. Uh, so our tuition framework will provide both of those things. Uh, certainly keep higher education affordable for, mo for most uh, for, for students here in, in Alberta and also provide that predictability that they're looking for. And what about international students? Because there is this per perception out there that international students have become a bit of a cash cow. That's how they're seen to, to keep universities afloat. What are, we, what are we saying to them in the future? So uh, we've heard from international students as well that predictability is really key to uh, uh, the, the tuition piece for them. They want to know from the very beginning what the total cost of their education is uh, will be. Right now, international students are subject to wild fluctuations in their tuition uh, from year to year. They don't know how much an increase is going to be uh, the following year, so they can't plan for the total cost of their education. Uh, we're going to provide them that certainty so that one, when an international student starts here in Alberta, they'll know what the total cost of their education is going to be. Okay. Uh, I want to take you back six months ago. Um, you made some comments uh, that were controversial at the time, um, specifically directed at David Turpin, mm -hmm. the University of Alberta president. Uh, his, he obviously has a fairly high salary and, and, and compensation, and you made some comments critical of that at the time when the university was making cuts overall. Uh, that wasn't received very well at the university. How is your relationship now with the University of Alberta? So we have a very strong working relationship with the University of Alberta. Uh, there have been a lot of things that we've uh, had to do in, in terms of getting a full picture of their financial situation so that we understand uh, why they're making the budgetary decisions that, we, that they made in light of the increases that we've given to them in, the, in their operating grant over the last three years. Uh, so I'm very pleased with the progress we've made in, in sharing that financial information and, and coming to a common understanding of the financial picture at the University of Alberta. Uh, we've collaborated quite nicely on, on the expansion of some tech seats at the University of Alberta and the Masters uh, of Computer Science uh, programs there. We, we have a very strong working relationship, and, and I'm looking forward to that continuing. I know that some folks at the University of Alberta were hoping for an apology for those remarks. Uh, did you apologize for saying what you said at the time? 
So I, I, I set out in a letter uh, uh, my explanation for uh, the, making the comments that I did. Uh, I, I sent that to the board as well, uh, copied uh, the, the president, uh, David Turpin. Uh, so, you know, that issue is uh, in the past and, and we're moving forward with a really strong working relationship. Okay. Also, earlier this year, uh, you made some changes to how much uh, university presidents, college presidents will get paid in the future, uh, capping it uh, for different levels of of universities and colleges, uh, and also capping some of the benefits that they they can have and other compensation. Uh, There are a number of of university and college leaders, a handful anyway, that will need to come down over the next couple of years to meet those caps. Uh, How is that going? How has that been received at those institutions? Uh, you know, the broader university communities, uh, the higher education communities have been grateful. I, I think there's a concern both among faculty and students that the cost of administration at universities has skyrocketed uh, over the past few years and that and that those increase in those administration costs have come at the expense of uh, uh, the education quality for students. Uh, so capping uh, executive salaries has been a step in getting those administration costs under control so it's been well received by the wider university communities Uh, and certainly there are a number of institutions that are undergoing presidential searches right now Uh, from what I'm hearing is is that uh, you know our universities remain excellent places to come and work and and people are uh, clamoring over each other to uh, to come and, and be the presidents at these institutions. I have heard some concern, um, mostly from the, the top universities, University of Calgary, University of Alberta, that maybe where the cap is set is too low, that it's too low to attract some of the, the top people uh, for institutions of that size and that caliber. What do you think? Is that is that maybe too low to attract some of the, the best people that we want for these institutions? You, you know, at uh, even after the salary cap will be in place, uh, our presidents will still make uh, salaries that are comparable to uh, the University of British Columbia, McGill University, the other top universities in the country. Uh, so uh, I think these salary uh, uh, guidelines that we put in place are, are in line with what somebody can reasonably expect at any other university in the country, and it won't negatively impact uh, recruitment or retention. Okay, we will wrap it up there. Thanks very much for joining us. That was Marlon Schmidt, the Advanced Education Minister of Alberta. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, everyone. Tune in next week for another exciting guest on the Press Gallery interview.